Welcome to Reimagine Success. We're a husband and wife team that want the most out of life. Most people don't stop to celebrate their successes enough. This causes burnout, stress, anxiety, and can even lead to health issues. It's our mission to encourage people to realize all the good things in their lives. We share knowledge that encourages, motivates, and inspires you to live your best life by changing the way we all view success. Together we can figure out what it truly means to live our best lives. Welcome, Welcome to, to Season 3 of Reimagine Success. Welcome to season three of Reimagine Success. Hey, everybody. Hope you are gearing up for the holidays. They're coming up very quickly. Very rapidly. What are you guys doing for Christmas? Yeah, I mean, we've got our whole family that are going to be with us for Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and then we'll probably do a little bit of traveling for Christmas, but it's an exciting time in our family always, and and this is the first time we're actually hosting yeah. Thanksgiving with our my entire family. There so. is going to be literally 14 people in the house, like 14 <laughs> people that... We have to make sure that everything is done. And we, we've only been in this house, what, six months now or so? So uh, it should be interesting. But uh, lots of crazy stuff going on here in the Beyondy household. And I hope that everything is going great with everybody out there listening. Yes. Uh, hope that you guys have been having super successful weeks. Mm -hmm. And and if you have been having successes in your life, please do reach out to us at reimaginesuccesspod at gmail.com. Share those successes with us. We love to hear about that. Or go to any social media platform under Reimagine Success Pod and hit us up there because we we love celebrating success. That's the whole reason we do this. <laughs> right. And with that, we have an amazing guest today. Yes. Today we have Suzanne Robb, who's the COO of Alloy Personal Training Franchise. Suzanne is a hardworking, dedicated operator, speaker, and fitness industry leader and innovator who loves getting stuff done. She entered the fitness industry when she joined Rick Mayo at Team Alloy back in 2011. Before their partnership, she had been a microbiologist. Another very important role that Suzanne has taken on through the years is mother to her, her own four children, as well as serving as a respite foster parent. Today, Suzanne is focused on optimizing the systems for the new Alloy personal training franchise solution model, and she also provides leadership and guidance to team members across all locations. Welcome to the podcast, Suzanne. It's so great to have you with us. Thank you. It's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, this is so exciting because not only can we talk about so much in your personal life with how your your family, um, but we're also able to really dive into what you're doing and what kind of difference that you're making in the world. So we're really excited. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. It's been a wild ride. I will tell you that right now. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> We're definitely looking forward to that. If you want to start just by kind of telling a little bit of your background, your story, how you got to where you are today, and just give yeah. our listeners an idea of like what your journey's been. Yeah, thank you. Well, it's been um, an unexpected journey. I will say that right now. Um, I, as you mentioned, um, my first job out of college was as a microbiologist. I went to the University of Missouri and got a bachelor's degree in medical technology. Um, I was very analytical and very science driven and I, I loved it. But what I realized almost right away is the lab was probably not the best place for me. I'm, I'm very social and I like people and um, I, I wasn't super happy in the confines of the lab, even though I found the work to be very interesting. 
So while I was working at the university, um, I had gotten married and um, my husband was in medical school there. So I was working and I went back to grad school. They had an amazing um, benefit so that you could go to school for zero cost. And so I went back um, to get um, a master's in business administration. And so that kind of filled up my time. I always loved school and that kind of filled up my time um, while my husband was studying and whatnot. I ended up leaving the field when he graduated from medical school and we moved to Chicago for his residency. And because of my um, business uh, schooling while I was at um, Mizzou, um, I ended up getting a job as a project manager for a medical association, a big medical association in Chicago. So that kind of gave me my start for, you know, organizing things and managing people and managing projects and, I worked there for five years and then had a couple of kids during that period of time. And then um, we ended up moving again when he finished his um, residency to Atlanta, Georgia, which is where mm-hmm. I currently reside. And, yeah, you're down um, here with us. <laughs> yes, exactly. And so um, we moved to Atlanta. Um, I assisted my husband with setting up his private practice, his ear, nose, and throat surgical practice. And I worked with him for him for many many years and um had two more children so now we're up to four i was very very busy as a mom and as a um, office manager and just being involved with the community and things of that nature so fast forward almost i don't know 16 years or so back in actually let me rewind back in 94 when i had my fourth and final child, I decided I really wanted to get into good shape. So Mm -hmm. I found this personal training studio that was very close to my house. And I am sitting in that same studio right now today. Nice. That's so awesome. So that was Rick Mayo, who ultimately became a very good friend. He became my trainer. He became a very good friend and um, eventually a business partner. So I trained with him for many years, and then with other coaches um, who were in his employ over the years, uh, for 16 years, as a matter of fact. And then in 2011, he had this very successful personal training studio, and he was getting a lot of requests for um, um, doing consultations and things of that nature. And so he felt like he had the idea of another business like a business that could grow from his business. And he's, he's, I don't know if you've met Rick or heard about him, but he's a very incredible entrepreneur and he's always thinking of better ways of doing things. And his personal training studio was no exception. He, um, he almost lost it a couple of times when independent contractors who he had employed would decide that they're going to take their clients and move Mm -hmm. down the street and open up something down there. So that happened to him a couple of times and really was devastating um, for his, for his business and for his family. Um, But luckily he always fought back and he figured out a way to make it about the club, about the studio and uh, not about the trainer so much. Mm -hmm. So he systemized everything. And that is what um, really propelled him to so much success. Mm. So his idea was 
maybe I can take the business systems that I have developed here in the, the programs, which were all systematically written and regressed and progressed, depending upon how, you know, what a person's constraints are, their injuries or their goals, and, um, and, and license that to other gyms around the country. So hmm. he has these great ideas, but he didn't know how to implement them. And so that's where I came in. So he asked me to help him get organized. And coincidentally, I think I was just turning 50, which if you do the math, that tells you how old I am. But um, <laughs> my children were grown. Um, I had a, a huge change in uh, my life and was ready to do something. So I told him, yes, I'm going to help you get this together. And so we very quickly uh, launched the licensing business and um it was extremely successful. We eventually were in 2,500 gyms all over the world wow. and had um, developed relationships with some of the biggest fitness franchises in the world as well, um, including Anytime Fitness. And mm -hmm. so we got a peek under the covers of some of these big fitness franchises um, and um, had talked about the idea of franchising a couple of times, but we just weren't ready. We just didn't think we knew enough about it to feel good about let's just jump in. Mm. So um, we always kind of just put it off. And then in 2019, we decided we are ready. We were powering um, and providing programming and business systems to several fitness franchises. We were part of their FDD. It was like a requirement that they license our systems in order to run in their in their facilities so we were like well why instead of just powering everybody else's stuff why why don't we just do this on our own mm -hmm. so we made the decision and we pivoted to franchising and honestly we thought we were pretty smart i think because we thought mm -hmm. we knew you know we we've had the successful licensing business mm -hmm. we got this we're so far ahead of most where most people are when they decide to franchise their business. And so we felt really good about everything. And little did we know, like we just mm -hmm. did not have a clue. Like franchising is a business in and of itself. I bet. And we had zero idea of the complexities and the legalities and all of the things that we would have to do to become compliant and stay within the rules and the laws and the guidelines. And um, it was a big eye opener, but we we studied on and we launched our fitness franchise, Alloy Personal Training, in September of 2019. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. um, we sold or awarded seven franchises right off the bat. Wow. And this was our first round, like to family friends. You know, these are people mm -hmm. that had been coming to our gym or our first franchisees are two ladies who were Alloy coaches in one of our licensed mm -hmm. facilities. And they just couldn't wait. And so those were easy sales. And um, we felt really good about ourselves that we were on pace to meet our goals for our first year. But then, you know, in March of 2020, you yeah. know, the world stopped and mm -hmm. everybody knows what happened. And the fitness industry was really, really hit hard. And um, our businesses were no exception. Um we have a studio model that we still run that was shut down for, I think, a month. Now, Jeez. we were in a really good position because we had developed um, an Alloy app 
um, mm-hmm. that was client facing where our coaches could push um, workouts to our clients and service them virtually when they were at home. Hmm. Um, and they got very creative. It was like, what kind of equipment do you have? Like none. Okay. Well, do you have some, do you have a chair? Do you have a, do you have some empty milk jugs that you can fill with water? Like they got very creative. And so in that regard, we did very well during COVID and we had a little, um, a little dip in revenue, but not anything like a lot of people were experiencing. A lot of our free, our licensees, um, were really hurt. And there were some that were closed for months upon months upon months. We serviced them the best that we could with, um, um, with having the app and, and writing programs like in your own space workouts Mm -hmm. so that you didn't have to, you know, be around anyone else. So, um, but it's still, we definitely did feel the, um, the burn there with losing a lot of clients who just couldn't stay open. Yeah. I can imagine reopen or reopen yeah. like a lot of them didn't. And that was the end for them. So that's great that you guys were able to think of some out of the box solutions though, to meet your customers where they were and not lose all that business. Because I mean, all the gyms shut down yeah. for yeah. so, so long. I mean, a lot of people were out way longer than a month mm-hmm. and yes. it, it's really tough when you're in an industry where you're your whole financial situation revolves around people showing up to your business and, and right. participating. So the fact that you guys were able to make the app and to stay relevant in your, in your clients' lives was a fantastic thing. And I'm so happy for you guys to be able to survive it like that. Yeah. And we had developed the app actually two years before. So we looked really smart because we were ready. <laughs> um, but um, in any case, uh, yeah. Well, so the, the, franchise business, as you can imagine, came to a screeching halt. Like we had Mm -hmm. no sales for, we did not award a single franchise for the next 14 months. Mm. And that was a very scary um, year or so because, you know, we had this plan. We had this, um, we were still servicing our licensee, um, our legacy licensees, even Mm -hmm. though we were not licensing any more. Um, the couple hundred that we had, we were still servicing them and, um, that revenue dipped. And so what we thought we were going to have for kind of us to sustain us as we were growing the franchise, Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden it kind of went away very quickly or Mm -hmm. quicker than we had anticipated. So it was a really, it was a very, very scary time, but, um, we just stayed the course and, um, did not lose hope and did not lose uh, sight of what our goal was. And so in, I guess about August of 2021, we started awarding franchises again, like people mm. were, things were kind of starting to come out of, mm-hmm. uh, of COVID if you will. And um, things started picking up really, really quickly. And so to date, we just today closed on, our 78th location. Wow. Nice. Yes. Yeah. So we have enjoyed a lot of success. Yeah. We've got 13 open. There's 27 in some stage of mm-hmm. real estate or mm-hmm. permitting or whatever. And then the rest of them are on development schedules. But um, so we're really proud of that. We that really are. Awesome. I mean, 
that that in itself, you are able to not only survive during a pandemic, you know, we haven't seen anything like this before. So a lot of businesses, you know, I mean, had to get creative and, you know, kudos to you guys for being creative first and foremost, um, but then to stick with it. That's right. another thing a lot of businesses do, do not do. They they see that 14 months, no sales, and they would have stopped it or, you know, closed down the franchise side of it. And you guys didn't, and you kept going and look at you now, right. 78 locations, and you guys should be so proud of yourselves. <laughs> Thank you. We, we are, and we, we, um, we had a very small team when COVID hit because mm -hmm. we were just kind of starting this and our team was comprised of just a few people who had worked on the licensing side and now we were kind of transitioning into franchising. So we um, we were able to maintain our team, our very small team. We all do a lot of things because there's <laughs> right. not very many of us, mm -hmm. but um, but we've, we've enlarged our team this year to, in, in order to service our franchisees. And we've got a few, three new folks on our, our team this year. We're very excited about, and uh, yeah, just looking forward to it. Our our new franchisees that are open are validating well, and we're working out the kinks. There's yep. still so much mm -hmm. we don't know, right? Oh, yeah, always. And, you know, I wanted to go back to something that you said at the very beginning of your story, and that is you went to school for a degree. You, you, you know, four years. How long were you in school? Four years. It was four years. Four yep. Years. Okay. I didn't know if there was extra, but four years in school and you go, you know, for a certain degree. And you realize to yourself that you, even though you love the job, that you, the environment or, you know, wasn't exactly right. You know, so uh, first and foremost, I just wanted to say that I am really proud of you for saying, hey, this isn't right for my life, for myself, for my soul. And, you know, went on a different path, you know, because a lot of people, they would say, oh, I went to school for this. I spent so much money on college. You know, I have to do this career because this is what I went to school for. And, you know, so I, I wanted to say that you are... Um, amazing for saying, Hey, this isn't hundred percent, right. I'm going to go a different direction. And now look, you know, you have this different, completely life choice that is amazing. You're helping so many people's lives every single day by becoming more fit, healthier, right. um, build more confidence. So do you have any uh, outside activities that you do in order to help your clients stay motivated and, and keep that momentum going? You know, I mean, I, I have, this is part of my life when I, I think I mentioned when I had my fourth child, I think I was 34 years old mm -hmm. and, um, I'd always been active and everything, but I was never really, to be honest with you, like the athlete or the super competitive yeah. one yeah. in my family. And so, um, I just wanted to get fit and I wanted to be able to be one of those moms who could run around after their kids and, um, enjoy doing things, whether that's like water skiing or horseback riding or, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. just whatever it is. Um, and so I, that's why I ended up coming to this gym and I met Rick all those years ago was because, um, I, I really wanted to get fit and I mm -hmm. wanted to develop a healthy lifestyle that I could then pass on to my children. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. because if they see mom and dad working out and making healthy food choices and, getting good sleep, like good sleep, um, uh, patterns were mm -hmm. really important to us. Like you don't have the TV in your room. You don't have music on when you go to sleep, you know, like mm -hmm. you go to sleep and that's what you do in your room is you sleep. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so 
it, it was important to me that we lived that. And um, I, I honestly, when I came here, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to come for a couple months. I'm going to lose the baby weight and then learn how to work out. And then I'll just do it on my own. And mm -hmm. it's like a joke because 28 years later, <laughs> I'm still here. Um, I mean, literally, and I still work out with, um, one of the girls that I started working out with way back then. What? That is um, awesome. Yeah. And so, and that's what happened was even though Rick's business kind of changed, he changed names a few times, he changed his approach a few times. Um, so it kind of evolved into mm -hmm. what it ultimately in the late nineties, it came, it became what it is today. Um, but one of the things that I realized was it was really my second place, you know, like mm. home and the gym. And it was mm. my community. I met so many great people here. These are my lifelong friends and people that, you know, I spent three, at least three hours a week working out with. Yeah. For mm -hmm. It's a community. Years. Yes. It's, it's a community. hundred percent. Work is like that when you have a team. Um, you know, it definitely is a community that you have to support. Yeah, we've 100%. we've actually found that um, in our business, uh, we have a business called Creative Global Entertainment, and a, a lot of our coworkers are actually becoming some some of our best friends because we don't really have a lot of time when you're launching a new business yeah. to to really spend time cultivating relationships with new people, and so you're spending all your time, you know, in meetings and getting to know these coworkers that you're working with every single day. Mm -hmm. And now it's like we spend our lives with the people we work with, but yeah. because they're friends now, it's like we get to work every single day with people that we enjoy being around. Right. And I imagine, I imagine it's the same way with you at the gym. Like you, you started just with this goal. You're going to do this thing. You're going to lose this weight. And then you meet these great mm -hmm. people. And now not only do you have this, uh, this community, but now you built a career out of it and you're still getting to work with these people yes. and, and enjoy the community that you are in every single day. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people go wrong in business choices. They, they have a job where they don't enjoy their job. They, they isolate themselves. They, they basically just go and don't have any community with anybody. And then they're miserable at work. And it seems like you are really passionate and enjoying what you're doing. And that's really awesome because when you're, when you're fulfilled at work, then you can do much better, mm -hmm. uh, a much better job at what you're doing. And it seems like with 78 franchises now, you are doing a bang up job yeah. with what you're doing there. Uh, but so you, you started with the franchises. Did you already have a, a, a history of, of knowing about franchising and how all that works? Or were you having to figure that out from the bottom up? No, neither Rick nor I, nor anybody on our team until recently had any history in our background in franchising. Rick's been an entrepreneur his whole life. He started this gym when he was 22 years old, you know, in college, still trying to figure out how to pay his way through college. And um, so neither one of us had any, the benefit of that at all. Now we are both readers, especially Rick. Mm -hmm. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, reads everything and did a lot of research. And I mentioned, we thought we were a lot further ahead than yeah. we actually mm. ended up being because, you know, franchising, it really is a business in and of itself. It's, it doesn't matter what you're franchising. Mm -hmm. Franchising is a business and mm -hmm. 
there are so many complexities and so many legalities and so much compliance and so many things that really have to all be addressed right. in order to have a successful franchise. And so I think we we didn't know what we didn't know. And in some ways, it's a gift because I think sometimes if we knew exactly all of the things and how hard it was going to be <laughs> and how expensive it was going to be and how long it was going to take to get to a place where you're profitable, we may have just said, oh yeah, forget that. And mm -hmm. we would be missing out on yep. this great, really great product that's going to help a lot of people and change a lot of lives. So yeah. I'm, I'm in some ways, I'm it's kind of having like, like having a kid, you know, yeah. if you yeah. knew what it was going to be like. You definitely wouldn't do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right? If you knew how pregnancy was going to be and how painful childbirth was going to be, and then, you know, the work of raising them is... I mean, a lot of people would not even do it if they knew. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So now before that, though, you did licensing. Um, yes. So can you tell our listeners a little bit what the difference is between licensing and franchising? Oh, perfect question. Great question, because that word is interchanged oftentimes. So mm -hmm. like our sales team will, will say, oh, we sold a license. That means they sold a franchise. But I'm like, Okay, <laughs> there's a big difference, um, at least in our world. So mm -hmm. when we were licensing the alloy programs and business systems to gyms around the country, it really was just that. We were lending them our programming and our business systems. They could not use the name on the door. Like they could not use alloy as part of their business name at all. Mm -hmm. um, they could say, this is a gold's gym and our team training is powered by alloy personal training. Okay. They could say that powered by, um, but they could not use our registered trademark in their name. And we also just didn't have a lot of control, to be honest with you. Franchisees, that's one of the reasons we decided to move to franchising it is because we really could control the process much, much more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to be able to control the process because we want to be able to help people be able to succeed in their business. Right. And yeah. so what we saw with licensing is sometimes people would just say, just tell us what to do. We're going to just do exactly what you tell us. And they're super, super successful. But more often than not, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'll take that, but not that. And I'll mm -hmm. do a little bit of this, but not that. And then and by the was, time you're done, it's not even your program anymore. It's really not. You yeah. can walk into yeah. their gym and say, what is this? This does not look anything like what you know we had in mind. Which is tough when you create a program and you're like, ooh, this would work great for other yeah. people. And then you watch them just kind of tear it apart. And you're like, it's like your baby. It's like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like we, we right. worked out all the kinks. We, we made it just right so that you could just take it and turn key and go. And now you're changing everything. <laughs> like that's gotta be frustrating. It, uh, it was. And, and I know our coaching staff who would go out and do field visits to our licensees would come home like, Okay, I don't even know what that was. It didn't look anything <laughs> like what we thought. So with licensing, then when you have that, you can't really even control your almost like your brand. So really, it's just the program that they're getting, and then they could change it to whatever they want to. You can't add anything to licensing to to say, hey, you have to keep it kind of like this. So that would be really nice, but then the lawyers get all upset because. <laughs> 
there's this fine line between licensing and franchising. And honestly, licensing, we didn't have to have a franchise disclosure document. We didn't mm-hmm. have to have all the lawyers and the auditors and all the things. Yeah. You know, we could just kind of license our mm-hmm. things and hope that it will, would all go right. But um, with franchising, it, it's a different story. So they don't, the the legal minds of our country don't like it if you have a license that's too controlling mm-hmm. because then they say, oh, you're really a franchise. You're just not following the franchise rules. Uh, Got and it. that is a big no-no. So, I mean, we we had a team of lawyers when we were licensing going over our agreements and all of the ifs, ands, and buts to make sure that we weren't stepping over that line and that we wouldn't get into trouble, mm-hmm. you know, say with somebody saying, Hey, you're really a franchise. You're just not calling it that. Mm. Yeah. So we had to be careful. Yeah. Now I'm sure the price difference between licensing and franchising is much different, but right. on the franchising side, I'm sure you get a lot more on your revenue than just the licensing option. Right. So, and franchising is different. Some franchisors, I think all of them have some sort of franchise fee. That's Mm -hmm. the, you pay to play, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, And the franchise fee then covers your training and, but they have to do their own build out. Like we help them, we tell them what to do and what to buy and what to build Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. all of that, but they pay for it. Right. Um, So that's their investment, the franchise fee, along with the build out and the equipment um, is their investment. And then, um, once they start generating revenue, um, our franchise model and many franchisors, their model is a royalty. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's usually some sort of tech fee, which covers software or different upgrades and different things like all the things, um, that you need to run your business. Um, some franchisors just have a flat fee. They just charge, say it's, you know, $500 a month for that's your, in, in lieu of a royalty, mm-hmm. you just pay us $500 a month. It's a flat fee. Yeah. Most do do some sort of royalty. And so that's what we have. We have a 7% royalty and there is a tech fee. Um, and then we have a 2% brand fund fee. And that mm-hmm. is to cover national advertising. It, we don't take that money for ourselves. We turn it around and create content, video images. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When we get there, commercial time, you know, different things around the country that will build the brand. Nice. So um, now with franchising, I know you mentioned that you thought you knew everything and, (laughs) you know, you went into it and then there's a whole slew of other things and you're like, whoa. So what are, what were some of the biggest struggles that you kind of faced at the beginning? Okay. So obviously is the legal, the legal side of things. You need a franchise Mm -hmm. disclosure document. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a, you know, I think ours is up to like 200 something pages of Good legal grief. stuff. I know. <laughs> it's like buying a house. <laughs> I know it really is. And so, and every year that has to be updated. So it's not like you can, mm. you can have a franchise disclosure document one and done and reuse it every year. No, no, no. It has <laughs> to be updated every, every year. Um, so, okay. So now we're used to that, that, that falls under my, my job title. Yeah. So I get to deal with that every year, but it really, 
it is meant to protect the franchisee because this is a large investment that franchisees are considering. Mm -hmm. And so it's really the roadmap. This is what it's going to cost. These are the things that these are the people and the principals who are running this, this business. This is their experience. Here is the team. Mm -hmm. Here are all the years of experience so that you can feel good about that. Um, You have to disclose, you know, all of the expenses, you disclose your current franchisees, financial statements, their mm-hmm. P&Ls, what, what you report on and what they call the item 19 is their revenues, their revenue per member, their retention rates. That's what we report on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have to do all of those calculations for all of the franchisees, put those in there. And then it's just all the legal stuff, like how, you know, how you what happens when you want, um, when your term is up, right. are you going to renew or what happens if you do something you're not supposed to be doing? Mm. You're in breach yeah. of the franchise agreement. Yeah. What all of these, all the what ifs and how that's all going to be handled and all the things. So, Ugh. and then we also have a list of every single franchisee and their contact information so that as a prospect of somebody who's considering investing in the like business, you can contact anybody on the list, anybody yeah. that's in the, in the, in the program. Um, and so those are all very, very important things to update every year and to make sure that anybody who's looking at us really does their homework and we want them mm-hmm. to. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And that protects you guys because then if, if they have all that information mm-hmm. and somebody's, like you said, doing something that they're not supposed to be doing, you can go in and correct that and keep your brand uh, safe from anybody messing that up by just doing whatever that is they want to do business wise. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's for both. It's for both sides of things. But you know, at the end of the day, we want all of our franchisees to be wildly successful. Mm-hmm. And we put together a great team of people and great support. You know, like once you sign the franchise agreement, now now it's just getting to the fun part. We've yeah. got like teams of people to help with site selection and we don't want them to you know the two most important thing is the who and the where right mm-hmm. so we would never allow a franchisee to put um an alloy studio in an area that would not support it we mm-hmm. right. um we're kind of a premium brand we we don't make any bones about that um it's it, the, the monthly fee for personal training is higher than you know a planet fitness or an yeah. orange theory or one of the other boot camp kind of models. And so we know that. So we look at we look at the demographic in the area and where the heat maps are, where our customers live. We know who they are. We know what kind of cars they drive, where they live, how much money mm-hmm. they make. They we know everything about them. Yeah. And so we make sure that we we find locations that are where our customers live. Mm. And so so we have done a really thorough job of trying to give our franchisees as much support um, to make it what can be a painful process, the real estate and the building mm-hmm. thing. It can, it can be really painful, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. but we, we've tried to minimize that as much as possible. 
so I know that it's it's really fun that you are able to do this. Now, um, franchising, I hear a lot of times is just for like brick and mortar kind of buildings that most of the time you franchise, say like a McDonald's is franchised. Sure. Um, so how does it work with like an online business if they're just online and they want to do franchising? Does it work just the same? So we, we don't offer an, um, an, a, a franchise of that nature, but there are a lot of franchisees that are franchisors who do not have brick and mortars, who mm-hmm. are billing systems for medical firms, or they offer temporary staffing services mm-hmm. for different businesses, mm-hmm. or, I mean, even a lot of service oriented businesses, especially if, you know, they're kind of as on a smaller scale painting businesses or- yep. Mm-hmm. Um, gutter roofing, like gutter businesses or whatever, they don't need to have a brick and mortar because yeah. it's a service oriented um, situation. And those, those work essentially the same way. You just don't have an office that your, your people work at. You just do all of your training, like either on the job mm-hmm. or, um, and you set them up from, you know, uh, on a computer with their their POS system, their invoicing system, their management system. Mm -hmm. And so you don't need to have a brick and mortar, but there's a whole bunch of them out there. I love that. So for all of our listeners out there, you do not have to have a brick and mortar business in order to franchise it. Right. (laughs) Babysitting services, childcare, housekeeping. There's so, so, so many of them. So with that website and search that which franchise, which franchises don't require brick and mortar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's great. Great idea. Um, so with that, so let's say hypothetically, Creative Global Entertainment, our company, we are we've grown. We are like, okay, other people can benefit from this. We've got people wanting to do what we're doing. So what do we do to start optimizing our business to become a franchise? Well, first of all, I think just getting your business in tip top shape, like mm-hmm. making sure your operations manual is thorough, that will be a big thing because if you have it just all in your head and it's not written down somewhere of how you manage your entertainment business, mm-hmm. then that's not going to be any good for a potential person that is going to want to emulate your business. Yes. Right. So start creating systems and start creating an operations manual mm-hmm. where you go step-by-step step through all the different sections, whether that's human resources or procedures and policies or mm-hmm. how to think like how to do whatever. Yeah. Um, and, and go through all of the things that you would do with a customer of your business from start to finish mm-hmm. and put, write that all down, write it all down and organize it into a manual. Um, and I think that you need to have systems. You need to have an ops manual. If you're serious about wanting to, um, form a franchise, you want to get some advice and Mm -hmm. you want to get some advice from somebody who's done it very, you know, very well, hopefully more than one time. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that you can really understand all of the things that need to happen before you can launch a fitness or a franchise Mm -hmm. and understand the expense that goes along with that. Um, one of the things, I, I mean, I didn't know, we did not know a lot of the the things that have to happen. Like you have to have all of your financials audited mm. every year. Mm. 
by a CPA. It's very, very expensive. A lot of CPA firms don't even offer that service. Wow. Goodness. It is like, so that is done in February and March of each year. We started planning for our audit last month. Mm. So it's, it's kind of like there's, there's six months of the year that you're doing and preparing and to, and we're not even doing the work, but we have to give them access to all of the things and yeah. it all has to line up perfectly. It's like, yeah. wow, this is <sighs> a lot every single year. Yeah. So there's a lot of things, mm-hmm. but um, I would say get your business into tip top shape mm-hmm. as if you were about to sell it. Mm-hmm. Like your books, make sure there's no ad backs that you don't have personal things all intertwined, get everything nice and clean and get that operations manual down to AT. Yeah. Well, at least we're on the right track there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we do have an office manual and training manual, handbook, all of that welcome package. Yeah. Good, so we're good, good. right on our way. All now, right. do, you, do you do coaching? Cause you were saying um, that you, you should get somebody who's done it a couple of times and with, with, with having 78 now under your belt, it seems like you could be a coach or a mentor for other people who are looking to franchise. Is that something that you do? I do not do that. Um, we have, we have franchise business coaches on our team, mm-hmm. but what they do is assist our franchisees, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. They hold them accountable. They, you know, kind of hold their feet to the fire. Like, you need to send these reports every week. I know you hate doing it, but <laughs> it's important to know where your business is and the the health of your business. And the only way to do that is to, you know, pull these reports and, mm-hmm. um, and take a look at those and pull your key performance indicators and how are your coaches mm-hmm. doing, delivering the mm-hmm. programs to your members? What's your retention look like? What are how many cancellations did you have last month? Who are they? Why did they cancel? Is that a red flag? You know, like yeah. they're yeah. always, always, always. So our franchise business coaches um, coach our franchisees. Um, now, Rick, he, he does, I don't, my business partner does a lot of public speaking. He's got a weekly podcast where he and um, our VP of programming, Matt, um, do a, a, a podcast every week. Um, I don't know. There's hundreds and hundreds of them on our YouTube channel, but so and to he check is, that out. Yeah. He's definitely been uh, a person that has been a, a cons- um, consultative in the consultation field and has helped a lot of people in mm. the fitness industry, mm-hmm. either start something of their own or, you know, look at something different. He has sat on so many advisory boards, including at Anytime Fitness. Um, and, and really made a difference in a lot of people's businesses. Wow. So that's really impressive. Yes. Yes, it sure is. He, he's really good at it. So I don't do that. I, I do the work here. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I got too much on my plate to help other people right now, <laughs> but you're helping so many people already yeah. to kick off their lives in a brand new way and get into a, a field that they wouldn't have had any opportunity in, which is awesome because this it's not just business. You're, you're literally changing people's lives with it's this and, yeah. and, and giving them freedom to, to be their own boss. And it, it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing. Well, thank you. And we have literally thousands of success stories that just speak to that. And 
oftentimes people come into one of our gyms with the goal that they want to lose some weight, right? That's mm -hmm. just the common thing. I need to yeah. lose 15 pounds. I need to lose 20 pounds, whatever it is. Um, and the reason that they stay and the, the successes that they end up achieving are not the 15 or 20 pounds. Right. Yes, that weight comes off, but it's like the unknowns. It's like, wow, I rode my bicycle with my kids through the Italian Alps last summer, yeah. or I went on, a, you know, an elk hunt with my son-in-law and was able to track this. Like I could never have done that a year ago or two years ago. I was yeah. too out of shape or deconditioned and just little things. Like I've got eight grandkids and you know, before they are walking and climbing into their own car seats and buckle themselves in, mm -hmm. you've got to lift this 30 yeah. pound toddler oh in yes. a car seat, like up into my SUV. It's like, it's a good thing I work out. I'm just right? I don't know. I don't know what I would do. The The physical abuse that kids put on your body is just <laughs> insane. It's true. And speaking of kids, it's, it's really it's really cool that you are a foster parent. Not only oh, yeah. do you have your own kids, but you have a, and a funny story. I was actually looking at fostering myself. I was about 16 hours into the foster care program yeah. and I met Jesse and, you know, he had two kids. So we started talking and it, uh, we knew it was serious right away. Right. So I was like, oh, well, here's my family, you know, um, right. but you know, to foster a, um, to fall to foster, uh, yeah. is a, a challenge I'm sure, it but is. also really rewarding. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your struggles and your triumphs during this yeah. process? Yeah. So I was looking for something to do in my community and, um, it was like, what breaks your heart? And what breaks my heart is to see little kids who for no fault of their own are in um, bad situations. Yeah. And it's like, you know, the dad's in jail, the mom's on drugs, or there's just nobody to care for them, to love them, to mm -hmm. just pour love into them. And I think it's so, it can be so damaging. And so I am blessed with these four amazing adult children and now these like little, little people who um, are just so innocent and just need, all they need is love, really. Yeah. That's all they need. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought this is what I'm going to do. And I was never a full-time um, foster parent. I was a respite foster. Mm. And there was a, there is a program at the church that I go to called Fostering Together and what it does is it gives um, relief to a foster family, a foster parent. Mm. So, you know, foster parents, they take these kids on full time mm -hmm. and the a respite foster such as myself is like, it's like the grandma or yeah. the, <laughs> the, you know, the, the aunt that lives down the street or the trusted neighbor who can mm -hmm. fill in for a night, a weekend to give the foster family a little break. And, um, oftentimes there's legalities where like a foster child cannot take a foster child across state lines. Mm -hmm. So, you know, during the summer times, the family wants to go on vacation. They can't because they can't take the child across state lines. Well, so I, I was the respite foster. I had a little five-year-old boy when I got him, he, um, was in full-time foster care with a single mother. She's 29 years old. And what a brave soul this lady mm. was. Wow, because yeah. 
she's by herself. She's a single woman and mm -hmm. she's a full-time job and now a full-time foster child. So I was her respite. So one night a week on Wednesdays, and then usually one weekend a month, I would take him just to give her a little break. Maybe mm -hmm. she'd want to go on a date or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> have, have a, have a regular 29 year old life. So um, he was my, my respite foster. He loved my kids and my, my little um, grandsons. And uh, it was a wonderful experience for everybody. And he obviously had been traumatized by the things that he had gone through during his first five years, mm. but all he really needed was he just needed somebody to love him where he felt safe mm -hmm. and protected and who wouldn't want to do that? That it yeah. just, it's just amazing. It's That's amazing. so beautiful. And a lot of people don't realize that if you're a foster parent, you can't just have anybody watch the yeah, kids like not at all it, you yeah it, it's very that. particular of who could even be around the kids that a hundred percent yeah i was blown away by the process it took me almost a year to get fully licensed and i was so impressed with the diligence that the caseworkers um would put you through like they had to interview all of my children. My son at the time, my youngest son was um, in college. So he would come home for the summers. Mm -hmm. And so they had to interview him. They had to interview his professors. They interviewed my friends, my family, background checks, drug tests. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it was, it was really unbelievable, but they made sure that, and you have to do that every year. Mm -hmm. It's wow. not like, oh, I've made it. Now, next year can just be kind of like, yep, everything's the same. No, 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 no. You do it all every year. Goodness. Good grief. Yeah. So it's I, a lot. I know. I was looking, I have, was on a, uh, I lived in a condo and I was on the third floor. So um, during the process, they were like, okay, well, if you're on the third floor, you need to have a fire like ladder, you yeah. know, that swings off. And I was like, oh, yeah. goodness. And they were like, you're going to have to have this and this and this and this. And locks on everything. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, so much. <laughs> it was a lot, but you know, at the end of the day, it was worth it. I could yeah. have been um, approved just to be a babysitter, like to go over to the mm -hmm. house and just babysit for a few hours. But if I wanted him to be able to spend the night in my home mm -hmm. then I had to go through the whole thing, yeah. and to me, it was worth it because yeah. everybody wants to come to my house. That, yeah. That's just a blast there. That's awesome. That's I love awesome. it. Is there any advice that you would give to people that are going into foster care, like that want to do it or, you know, been thinking about it? You just be prepared to open your entire life up and be an open book. And, and, and that's your finances. And that is anything that you have ever. So that's normal. And that's what you want mm -hmm. um, so that they can make sure that the people that are licensed foster parents are in it for the right reason. Don't do it for money. I think, I don't think I ever was paid a single penny. I oh, could have yeah. put in for that, but I don't I think, think they, you do fostering for money for no, sure. <laughs> no, well, some not, people do. Well, I I've heard that, but I just don't even I, understand that. I don't yet. even, you don't even get enough to, it's like 15, they give you like $15 a day. I'm like, yeah, it's, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's you, it, there's no reason to do it other than for love. Yeah. That is it. Mm -hmm. That just wanting to make to a give, difference in someone's wanting life. to give a kid a chance and just mm -hmm. being able to pour love into them. And that, that really 
if you're doing it for any other reason, don't do it because it is hard. And these kids oftentimes have, um, they have gone through traumas and yeah. they, yeah. that comes out. And one of the things that you have to do as a foster, um, a licensed foster parent is you have to go through lots of continuing education every year. Mm-hmm. And so I would go to these conferences for like for a weekend um, and listen to uh, talk to the other foster parents. And these are full-time fo- foster parents who have young children of their own. And some of the things that they have seen and it's, it's a lot, it's a yeah. lot. So mm-hmm. be prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. Your foster children will not be like your biological children or the children that you've raised since birth. Mm-hmm. They won't be. Yeah. They, won't yeah. Be. they have yeah. seen too much and they're many times, oftentimes traumatized and that comes out in a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It makes total sense. I, um, know firsthand, um, how how it is to be in a trauma situation at a young age so i totally get it right yeah. right right um, so well it's worth it though it is yeah. and if it's, yeah, it if is. it's something that if you like if you answer what breaks your heart that breaks your heart then go do it yeah because yes. again you're changing lives yeah you're- it's all about li- changing lives and for the better you know these kids they need so much love and they need extra love because of everything that they've been through and yeah. it's just you show a beautiful heart by just opening your heart up to them mm-hmm. right and my my uh, little guy respite foster his uh, happy ending story there his foster mom adopted him Aww. and then got married and they are a beautiful family that's so awesome so yeah it really I was a that. very very good story um a, a very good ending to that that story yeah well, speaking of successes, this is our favorite part of the podcast because now we want to celebrate your successes. So mm-hmm. this is a time that you can publicly share with our listeners some amazing successes that you've had, big or small, in your personal life and work that you would like to share with us today. Wow. Okay. Well, I feel like I've lived a charmed life for sure. Um, <laughs> but um, I will I will say this. I mean, I think Alloy and what we've created really creating something from nothing, so to speak, is, um, is a success story in and of itself. And so when I came to work with Rick, um, I had no idea. My life had kind of taken an unexpected turn and I Mm -hmm. found myself divorced at 50 after 27 years of marriage. And it was like, Mm -hmm. wow, okay. (laughs) Like, this Mm -hmm. is not kind of how I thought it was going to go, but, um, it, it was a gift because I could just start over. And mm-hmm. even though this was not something that I was ever planning or, or, or looking toward doing, to me, it was such an opportunity and such a great gift. And um, I, I have learned so much. I didn't know anything about the fitness business, anything like zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't know anything about licensing. I didn't know anything about franchising. But what a great gift this has been and what a fabulous ride. And I will tell you what, we have had um, so much success and so much fun doing it. One of our Mm -hmm. core values, we only have three. And one of them is humor with a little touch of crazy. And we definitely have that. (laughs) Like we laugh every day at the office. Like we are just a a fun group. So I I feel so incredibly blessed. Um, there's lots more good things coming. And so I would just have to say the success of Alloy and this amazing team that I get to work with every day. 
Oh, I love that. And, you know, your team really, really, they're, they're everything in your life when you're building a company Mm -hmm. and when you're, when you're working really hard and these are, these are your, your teammates, you know, they're the ones who who help push forward with everything that you're doing. So I'm super excited that you have a lot of really amazing creative team, uh, uh, clearly 78 locations. You have a really great team. Yeah, we do. We are, we are like family really. Um, I mean, Rick sometimes doesn't like it when I say that because, um, you know, family is family and team teammates are teammates, but Mm -hmm. we really kind of are, and we've known each other for so long. And, um, and Rick and I've known each other 28 years. He's been to all my kids' weddings, uh, graduation parties, we, I, I've seen him get married and have two kids and graduate, you know, wedding, like, it's just, we're like family. We spend holidays together. I think him, I think my mom likes him better than she loves, <laughs> <laughs> she loves Rick. Um, but That's it's all, awesome. it's, it's really fun. I know I work out with his wife. Like we're just, um, it is, it's like a family for sure. And I feel very blessed with that. That's so great. Well, where can our listeners connect with you? Where can they find out more about Alloy and everything that you're doing? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm on LinkedIn, um, mm-hmm. Suzanne Robb. Uh, you can also find me on alloyfranchise.com. Uh, mm-hmm. There's phone numbers and email addresses, <laughs> and they all come to me at the end of the day. <laughs> so I think I'm copied in on all of them. So Anyway, yeah, reach out. I would love to hear from anybody and everybody. And and is there any final advice that you would like to leave our listeners with today? Well, um, one of the things that I will say, and this is one of my goals, and I love your uh, reimagined success and celebrate wins, like take a minute to celebrate mm-hmm. your wins. It's something that our team does not do well mm. at all about Ooh. we have had a couple bottles of champagne that our marketing company sent us like two and a half years ago still in the refrigerator what? oh my goodness i know and so it's kind of like well we need to take time out mm-hmm. to celebrate our wins and we've had a lot of wins yeah mm-hmm. but we are just like okay back to what's work, next you know? yeah what's right? next right it's like okay good job everybody high five back to work so I think I think it really one of my goals as a leader of this um, uh, company is to take a little time once in a while. Now I know there's a lot of work to do, and I'm the first one to step up and say let's get it done. But once in a while, take recognize the hard work that's being done and the great work that's being done, and all the lives that we are um, are affecting in a in a good way, and just celebrate our wins. And so that's my goal for this next year. Yeah. I love that. That's so great. And, and, you know, speaking of licensing and franchising, you can, you can license something that we do, uh, if you want and implement it with your staff. So any, and we, we do this across the board with all of our staff members and everything. Anytime anything good happens, we stop and we do a silly little dance and (laughs) we'll we'll teach it to you right now. We put our fingers in the air and we go side to side like this, like do a little dance. And then yeah. we go make a little noise. We go whatever noise you want to yeah. make. And we make everybody do that. And it and what's awesome about it is it doesn't take long. <laughs> it it makes the point of something really awesome just happened. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna stop and be 
actually intentional yes. about celebrating you're this about and celebrating it, it. you're doing something silly and goofy and, and right. like you said you, you know the humor and the the goofiness like that's a, a big part of your your culture like so it's fun to do that little goofy thing and it, it gives people energy and yep. makes them smile because you can't go eat, eat eat without smiling <laughs> you just can't and uh I love so, it. so if you want to steal that and it, start implementing it in alloy you go right ahead i think i'm going to start that we have our uh, weekly team meeting tomorrow morning I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna call somebody yes. out on it. Yes, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, with this has been so great. I've loved it. You have given our listeners such great advice. Mm -hmm. And you know, if you guys are interested or you want to reach out about Alloy, um, you know, definitely reach out, and we'll have the contacts on the show notes. So we That's appreciate awesome. you being here. And thank you so much, Suzanne. Yeah. And we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you all. I really appreciate it. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wow, Jesse. Suzanne gave us so much knowledge about not only licensing, but franchises. I know. That was like really eye-opening for me because mm -hmm. I don't I, I don't really think about that sort of thing. I think, all right, McDonald's franchise, you know, like yeah. you, you think about, well, you just get all the information and you go with it, but there's so much to, to do. It's insane. Yeah. But you know, if you guys are thinking about um, not just franchising, but starting a business, you know, Suzanne gave some great advice. You know, it's it's going out and doing it, and mm -hmm. and sometimes you want to be as prepared as possible, but you don't want to overshoot yourself. So make sure that you are always doing your homework, you're doing your research, um, and you're talking to other mentors, and you're 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 learning and growing as you're moving along, but but make sure that you are doing it. Yeah. Don't, don't say that you want to do something and then don't do the research and then just stop because it's too hard. Like go ahead and go forward with it and, and get that business done. Yeah. Once you get that ball rolling, then it's, it, it's a little bit easier to keep it going. It's, it's that first initial push to get the ball rolling. Yeah. So if you just start doing something, the rest will come. You just have to give it time and effort and energy and it'll get there, but mm -hmm. don't get discouraged, keep pushing it. And then maybe you'll end up like Suzanne and have a business with 78 franchises under their belt already in, yeah. in what a year and a half right. since they started going back with it. It's just crazy. And we're so proud of her and everything she's doing. So if you want to learn more about that and uh, you need to reach out to a resource, feel free to reach out to her, reach out to us at reimagine success pod at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. um, also this video, it is available on our Patreon. We, we do the audio episodes, but we also do video episodes on Patreon. So if you prefer to watch your podcast and to see our funny little dance that we talk about all the time, Sign up at patreon.com slash creative global for just $5 a month and you get that plus a lot of bonus content behind the scenes looks on our episodes, extra interview information, uh, stories about our life and what we're, what's going on with us, some real talk episodes, uh, just lots of stuff on the Patreon. Yeah, and we just want to say thank you to Hungry. We are in the top 50 podcast and we just want to say thank you for listening thank you for supporting uh, we love you guys and please don't forget to send us your success stories so you can send us your success stories at reimagine success pod at gmail.com yep and make sure you uh share this podcast with your friends and family if you enjoy listening to us 
somebody else may as well. So word of mouth is the best way to get this out there. And if you really, really love it, leave us a review on Apple or Spotify, you know, just hit that five star and help us out there. Yeah. So we love you guys. Hope you have a successful rest of your week. Happy weekend. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk to you soon. This is a creative global podcasting production. Did you get motivated? Do you feel inspired? Don't worry about keeping up with the Joneses anymore. And don't forget to celebrate your successes every single day. Thank you for taking this journey with us. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Reimagine Success Pod. Email us at reimaginedsuccesspod at gmail.com and let us know what your successes are. Head over to patreon.com slash creativeglobal for bonus and behind the scenes content. New episodes every Thursday at reimaginesuccesspod.com or your favorite podcast streaming platform. So let's change our mindsets and reimagine success.